It's Thursday, June 25th. I'm Stephen Fee, and this is The Pen Pod, a limited-run podcast from Pen America. On today's edition, Collecting History, how one museum in Los Angeles is gathering the stories of COVID-19 one artifact at a time, then celebrating Octavia Butler on what would have been her 73rd birthday. I'm Stephen Fee, all that coming up on The Pen Pod. Tyree Boyd-Pates is the Associate Curator of Western History at the Autry Museum of the American West in Los Angeles. While the museum's physical doors are closed, Tyree has been active in a new project to preserve objects of meaning during the COVID-19 crisis. And Tyree Boyd-Pates joins me now. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm really happy to be here with you. It's a pleasure. Well, so Tell me more about what this initiative is all about, and how did you end up coming up with this idea? Great question. Uh, The Collecting Community History Initiative, the West during COVID-19, came about through conversations that the curatorial team at the Autry were having with one another. Uh, And those conversations really were about how can history be made, and or how is history being made, and how can we meet history head on? And in those discussions, we were seeing the prevalence of viral face masks that were on uh, major social media platforms like Twitter. And so we got the idea of what would it look like to collect some of those. But we knew that in order to do that, we would have to uh, think about creative ways where social distancing was a requirement that may in fact keep us from seeing or getting those objects in real time. And so as I uh, went off into my little corner to think about the ways that we could highlight these, the myriad of voices and the diversity of these face masks, it was the birth of the Collecting Community History Initiative that I brought back to my team and got blessed and we ultimately hit the ground running. And since then, uh, we've received hundreds of submissions that have express the breadth of the American West at this current time. And and besides things like face masks, I mean, what are some of those um, proposed submissions looking like? Yes. um, Currently, they are face masks. We're we're seeking home recipes as well as uh, digital submissions of people's accounts of what it was like to shelter in place here in the American West. We've even broadened the initiative to include the current civil rights movement that we're all living underneath during the Black Lives Matter uh, movement. And it uh, has now been opened up to receive submissions of handmade protest signs, face masks, as well as clothing and digital media like TikToks, Instagram, and YouTube links. So we're very excited to meet, again, history head on. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was reading on the website and you write, history is being made now. And of course, you know, there was no way that you could have predicted when you, you all first conceived this project, um, quite the direction the country would take. Um, and, and, you know, these, these sort of other, uh, this other crisis that has emerged or that has resurfaced in so many other ways. You know, how, how is that informing the work that you're doing now? I mean, besides just the, the items that you're collecting, why do you feel it's important to be documenting these sort of twin crises? Well, we think that given that history is being made, what other time is better for a museum to rise to this occasion? Um, Traditionally, when you hear conversations between the public and the museum, it's seen as a place that accumulates dust 
and those objects are not of historical, uh, they're not of contemporary note. Um, but I completely in the curatorial team at the Autry believed otherwise. And we felt that if we were able to make this moment relevant, or we, as we see this moment being relative, relevant to our public now, how much more relevant will it be for generations to come? And so thinking about the ways we can include various voices, particularly communities of color, we're allowing them to participate in a methodological approach called community curation so that they can be involved and invested. And when these objects are uh, accessioned into our collection and then ultimately displayed in physical galleries. Well, what is it, I mean, you know, what is it about objects in particular that can help tell a story that maybe written words can't? That's a good question. Uh, being a historian, I would never choose one over the other. I think they both complement in telling a very holistic and comprehensive story uh, that future generations can appreciate. But I do think that they're, especially when you consider the scale and scope of a particular object, it can really drive a certain point and our thesis home. And so we are not ones to, to, to dissuade anyone from collecting and or submitting, but we also realize that this moment deserves um, further inquiry and we want people in their homes um, and with constraints of social distancing to consider that the ordinary just may in fact be extraordinary for the future. And so even in, whether it's your face masks or the home recipes that you um, have uh, passed down from your grandmother and grandfather on to you, this is going to be worth telling for future children. And we want them to know how we all existed in this moment. Yeah, I mean, museums, of course, I don't have to tell you, have a fraught <laughs> history when it comes to the appropriation of artifacts and the stories that they tell and, and the stories that they omit. And I, I wonder, how do you think a project like this helps in some way change that course? That's a fantastic question. I think this approach, in fact, usurps traditional tropes of how museums have been involved in culturally appropriative matters and traditionally have locked out and kept communities of color on the periphery. And this reimagines what the purpose of a museum is overarchingly. We know that the ways in which America is heading demographically, that it is it will be more brown than it is another color. And that if we are able to include and center those stories through the curatorial process regionally, it may in fact trigger uh, a, a national conversation about how we center the stories of those communities overall. And we're excited to model that at the Autry. Um, and we're excited that we have the latitude as a curatorial body to in fact include those voices who the canon traditionally has left out. So now yeah. it's very exciting. It's very exciting. Time to be. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I, you know, I, I imagine you're ev like everyone, you know, your plans are up in the air and there's different yeah. phases and all of that. You know, how do you envision um, being able to deploy this collection, you know, once it's together, I mean, obviously, you know, years from now, hopefully, or even maybe months from now, you'll be able to premiere it in a physical exhibition. But what are other more dynamic ways that you think the Autry will be able to share this collection with a, a large audience? 
Well, that's a great question, and it deserves uh, acknowledgement that we already are doing that. Uh, we, as an institution, are seeking to have an ongoing discussion with our public, with the larger American West and country as a whole, and we have been curating blog posts that have been uh, culled through the themes that are found in the archive um, overall. And so we've highlighted the digital, uh, we've highlighted the submissions of face masks. We've highlighted photos of uh, families during shelter in place. Now we're going to be highlighting the diversity of voices and faces in solidarity for the movement of Black lives. And until the museum can physically open and display the, the objects that we are archiving, we plan on just having this dialogue and discussion that so few museums see as an opportunity to build a network of involved stakeholders. And this is how you do that. Um, again, taking on this approach of community curation, where people feel that they're stakeholders and involved in the curatorial process. As you highlight their history, they will therefore make sure that you get it um, correct. And uh, that's what the Autry is seeking to do. And so far, so good, um, based on the comments that we're receiving from the blog post that hopefully we can leverage um, in the physical space when we open up and have physical exhibitions. And finally, Tyree Boyd-Pates, what are you uh, reading right now? Oh, uh, what am I not reading right now? Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you know this. I actually am a facilitator of an Afrofuturism book club here in Los Angeles at the last mm -hmm. bookstore. And I am knee deep in reading Octavia Butler's uh, uh, latest, or one of her most important books is The Parable of the Talents, which I feel mm -hmm. is directly akin to the moment that we're living in. But I've also just picked up her book uh, entitled Wild Seed that the, my book club and myself will be uh, diving into in the month, uh, subsequent months. Yeah, uh, wonderful books. Well, um, Tyree <laughs> Boyd-Pates is Associate Curator of Western History at the Autry Museum in LA. Uh, this project sounds incredible. Can't wait to dive in. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the opportunity. Have a good day. Finally, this week would have been author Octavia Butler's 73rd birthday. The beloved science fiction writer died in 2006, but her indelible legacy lives on. Grammy Award winner Lanelle George has a new book about Butler coming out, and on our website she offers three recommendations from Butler's career. You can see those recommendations and read an excerpt from Lanelle George's upcoming book on our website, pen.org. And that's our episode for Thursday, June 25th. Join us tomorrow for the Pen Pod. You can listen to all our episodes at pen.org. Follow us at Pen America on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Sign up on our website for our daily Dare newsletter. That's where we track major stories about literature, free expression, and the news of the world. I'm Stephen Fee for Pen America. This is the Pen Pod. See you tomorrow. <laughs>